down in Copacabana. Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Travel Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I interview expats and locals from cool and interesting places. My guest today is going is Camilla, and she is from Brazil. The great part about this is she actually gave my husband and I a tour of Sao Paulo and Rio the last time we were there. So she's sharing a lot of these experiences for, from her experience and then also guiding some silly Americans along the way. We're going to talk about a lot of cool places. We're going to talk about a lot of cool landscapes, uh, things like Sugarloaf, Christ the Redeemer, the delicious food. And I'm really excited to share this story with you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Talk Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm Sooks. I'm super excited you're here. Um, Camilla, how about you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Camilla. Um, I'm from Brazil, born and raised. And I basically moved to America about four years ago when I went to business school. And that's how I met lovely Melissa through Ole, who was my classmate. That's right. I think uh, we were in Israel. Yeah, we were. That's awesome. And I realized Rob and Camilla were the coolest people there. I'm like, if you want to be with the A crowd, it is them. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, please be my friend. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> me coercing her to do a podcast with me. <laughs> well, I convinced her to go down to Brazil with me. So there we go. You did. And that was pretty marvelous. So I'm like, I have a credible source. <laughs> Proven success. Absolutely. <laughs> Cool. So um, I know you're from Brazil. How about you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What's your experience there? Yeah, um, I grew up, I was born and I grew up in a little city called Campinas. That's about one hour drive from Sao Paulo. Most people may know Rio, um, maybe Sao Paulo a little bit. It's the biggest city in Brazil, even though it's not the capital people, it is not the capital. Um, and then I basically lived in Campinas up until college, and then I moved to Sao Paulo for college, and then I lived there for about 10 to 15 years before um, moving to L.A. I think a lot of people know Sao Paulo in Brazil. It's, it's huge, isn't it? Isn't it like something like 10 million people? Yeah, it's huge. It's the biggest city, both in terms of population and economy. It's basically driving the country. Got it. So is that um, a common place for tourists to go, be, or is it tend to be more um, commercial and more locally based? Definitely more business. Um, I like to say that Sao Paulo is more like New York, and Rio is more like LA. So Rio has um, more sightseeing, more beautiful things to see, but I'm from Sao Paulo, so I'm going to say that Sao Paulo is the best city to go to. No bias. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um. So for most of the people who listen, you know, we only have a couple weeks out of the entire year where we can go on vacation. Um, and I know like when you took us, I think we spent like a week in all of Brazil. How do you yeah. recommend somebody manage their time if they only have a week to go and explore Brazil? Yeah, that's a great question. So Brazil is huge and there are a lot of things to do from north, north to south. Um, I would say do a little research and try to find out exactly what you want to do. And it all depends on the time of the year you're going. So keep in mind that the seasons are opposite. So when it's summer here in the U.S., it's actually winter in Brazil. Now that we have a big winter, but it is winter. So keep that in mind. Yeah. What is winter? What like how much is that in Celsius? <laughs> <laughs> winter in Brazil is probably something around 50s. The 50s? Ish, oh yes. my goodness, that sounds so cold. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, so there's a lot of things to do, a lot of things to see. I would say if you have never been before, um, I would focus on Rio and Sao Paulo. That's basically what we did. So in a week, you can do both. Um, they're actually pretty close together. So you can fly from Rio to Sao Paulo. It's about an hour flight and it's pretty cheap. Um, so it all depends on what you want to do. I feel like most of people go to Rio more often just because there's more sightseeing, more beautiful places. Um, Those fancy beaches. Fancy beaches, um, the Christ and the Sugarloaf, things that people usually associate with Brazil. Um, but then if you have sometimes, if you have maybe like three days, you can definitely go to Sao Paulo and just explore the city. That's awesome. I love the idea of exploring the city and kind of getting a feel for how the locals move about and handle their day-to-day. Um you showed us a lot when we were there. How about you tell our listeners here maybe what you'd recommend for Sao Paulo if you're spending a couple of days there? Yeah. Um, things that I would definitely recommend, I would say number one, Ibirapuera Park. We went there. It was really funny because we I were totally there. totally remember that. And it started raining <laughs> so much. <laughs> but it's a huge park. Uh, we call that... It's like our central park. It's in the middle of the city. It's a huge park. Um, people go there over the weekends to just exercise and walk around. It's really pretty. It's really nice. Um, it was like a total jungle in the city. Exactly. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what I need. <laughs> I don't think we need anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. That was awesome. Um, I would say something else that we did that I always um, say that people should do is go to the Sky Bar which is that rooftop, kind of like in the heart of the city. The re- it's like at top of a hotel that looks like a boat or something like that? Watermelon. It's a watermelon. <laughs> That's right. For our listeners, you can easily do a quick search, but it's just crazy. It's the most crazy piece of architecture you'll find, but it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and then you guys let us know if you think it looks like a boat or a watermelon. <laughs> I felt like when we were there, it was just all locals. Like, I don't think I heard, I heard any English. Yeah, it's a lot of locals. It's a really cool bar that we go to. It's on the rooftop, so you have this gorgeous view of the city. The, the big park. The big park. Yeah. yeah, it's right next to the big park. And they have a red pool, so I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that's right, they did. And I think that's where we had the Camprianas. Caipirinhas. Caipirinhas. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm so glad I had you when we were here, Camilla, because I think when I with all the phrasing, I think like there's this big shoe shoe store called um, ha- Havanianas. There you go. Yes. Really good. The whole time, though, I was calling it like jalapeno. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. How, um, how important is it to know Portuguese? I would say not that much. I would say that. Not that most Brazilians speak English, but usually people that are going to be talking to you, so hotels and restaurants, they can understand either English or they're just friendly. If you do some like signals, you can probably have some kind of conversation. Um, so definitely don't feel like you need to learn or you need to know a lot of Portuguese in order to visit Brazil. So I remember when I compare Rio and Sao Paulo, um, it seemed like Rio had a lot more tourists. So I, it's yeah. just, it seemed like English was almost like the first go-to language, mm-hmm. especially when I was talking with people. Um, do you think, I, again, I had you as my guide, so you, were, you helped save me for a lot of things. Um, do you think I'd have that same success in Sao Paulo, or would I have to be like more, more prepared or anticipate more communication that, you know, and maybe in Portuguese? 
Yeah. Well, Sao Paulo is a big business city. And since we're doing business with the whole world, I would say that a lot of people in Sao Paulo oh. also speak English. All English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Maybe some broken English, but English. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> the basics. Um, so you to go and be trendy or feel like a local, go to the, the watermelon bar. Absolutely. <laughs> Check out the park. Mm -hmm. um, what about the food? That's an actually great question because I feel like food in Brazil is an experience. Um, we take a lot of pride in food. Uh, we take each meal with like this sense that it's a whole experience. You need to sit down and really enjoy that moment and enjoy the food. So make sure you try a lot of different things. You know, don't be a tourist on your way and just grabbing like a Starbucks coffee and just be done with it actually go to a coffee shop and sit down have espresso you know look around see what people are eating um you can have some cheese bread which we call ponche queijo which is great something that people always have um i would say for breakfast you know go to a local bakery people are gonna have um like a bread with butter on a grill which is the most delicious thing to have on the breakfast Orange juice, for sure. You guys are going to feel like there's such a difference between orange juice in America and orange juice in Brazil. It was so rich. It's so rich and kind of sweet, but naturally sweet. Yeah, it's like almost like candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. I mean, I have a list of foods that people should just try, but, you know, just have that mindset that every meal should just try to go to a nice local restaurant and just enjoy the experience. Um, I remember when we, um, so for our listeners, Camilla actually brought us to her house that she grew up in and we had barbecue and that was incredible. Yeah, that was good. That was probably the best barbecue I had ever been to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is barbecue like a go-to item in, in Sao Paulo or Rio or in Brazil in general? In Brazil in general. Absolutely. Uh, people love to barbecue. It's just a simple thing that everyone does. Meat is something that we eat on a regular basis, so having a barbecue is something that we just love to do. To be fair, the way that my dad does barbecue, it's very specific to our family. It's just like things that we like to eat, but you can just find barbecue and barbecue places all around. What's the biggest difference between Brazilian barbecue and American barbecue? It's meat. We don't do burgers and hot dogs. None of that it's condiment stuff. <laughs> Just go straight for the meat. Straight for the meat. So chicken, red meat. I think we had pork, pineapple, salads. I think I fell in love with that pineapple. The pineapple was really good. Yeah. Um, I think it was like with cinnamon and honey. Yes, and grilled. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was just so um, when we ate the pineapple, you you eat the pineapple in rings and then you um, rub honey and cinnamon on it and then you stack them almost like a tower. Yeah. Oh, that was most delicious. That was, I could have eaten that for days. That was really good. And you just put them on the grill. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest difference between Sao Paulo and Rio? Like, I know you talked a little bit about the New York versus LA comparison. Um, yeah. What about on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, that's a good question. I would say Rio, it's more, again, it's more like a lay, it's more relaxed, it's more exercise since we have the beach, people are there all the time. You know, at the end of the day, they go for a stroll, they go to exercise, um, they do that on the weekends. And Sao Paulo is just more like fast-paced, you know, fast-paced, big city, get out of my way kind of a thing. Um, so that would be the main difference, I think, on a daily basis. 
I also felt like we didn't see as many tourists. Like I know when we talk about the park or the cocktail place, or even I think we went out to eat at a couple of restaurants Mm -hmm. and we ran into a few friends. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think we're, my husband and I were the only like English non-Portuguese speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I said before, people or tourists usually go to Rio just because it's the place that they're more used to seeing on guides, on TV, um, the size that they really want to see. So yeah, we do have a last tourist in Sao Paulo. So if you want to walk in the shoes of Camilla, you got to check out Sao Paulo and get a little bit more of off the beaten path experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a great city. It's a big melting pot of so many different cultures. And that's what I love the most about Sao Paulo. You can have great Italian for lunch. And then at night you can have great Portuguese, um, great Portuguese meal. And I just, just embrace it. Because it's a really cool place. I love that. Um, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about Rio. Yeah. So um, Rio, like we talked a lot about the beaches, Sugarloaf. Um, I'm. What's the? I know the name of the Jesus statue on the top of the mountain. Christ the Redeemer. Yes. yes. <laughs> Christ the Redeemer. Um, I know there's these big iconic sites. Do you? Mm-hmm. They're worth seeing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like every time. I went to Rio. I went to at least one of them just because they're so gorgeous. At this point, I think I've been to Christ, to the Christ three times. And every time I go there, I just think it's beautiful. It takes my breath away. Um, it's so, so up high in the mountain. And you just have this gorgeous, gorgeous um, view of the city. But it's actually kind of fun that the whole experience, because you actually take a trolley, up the mountain and the thing is almost like 90 degrees <laughs> I, f- I was afraid we we're gonna fall down <laughs> yeah and then it kind of stops in the middle don't be afraid it's normal they have stops along the way um, but you get there um, and then I think that first time when I actually see the Christ and it's it's kind of big when you're up there I, I couldn't believe how big it was yeah. It, yeah it totally surprised me I'm like this is huge it's huge I know it's huge um, arms wide open. I don't know. It's just a, such a cool moment, and you'll take selfies with it. And at this day and age, it's just like fighting for your spot to take some selfies with the Christ. But it's a pretty cool spot to go because it's totally worth it. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I remember too. On top of the mountain, the views were incredible. Um, it's like Rio is almost like a um, like a uh, horseshoe a little bit. That part of Rio, yeah, yeah it stands on this. I don't even know the name would be, but kind of like a horseshoe bend. But then Rio kind of just expands from like north to south. Like I just remember it's a very long city. Yeah, like you just feel a little like it's just so overwhelming, but in a great way. Like you realize yeah. how significant and how big everything is. Yeah, yeah. Like, great views. We were up there for hours, I think. We were, we were, and we just wanted to take more pictures and see more of the view. It's amazing. Is there a way that you can avoid the crowds, or a way to kind of adjust against that? I would say probably not. Every time that I've been there, um, there's always a lot of people. I would say, one, try to go on a weekday. And two, try to go as early as possible. Good call. Yeah, that would be my big two tips. And I remember we were in December, which I know is the summer, which is really hot. And there's even rain then, too. Yeah. Um, do you have to worry about weather or clouds? Um, do you have any recommendations to, so you can get like the best possible shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So since it is high up in the mountains during 
the summer, since, since it is a rainy season, it can get cloudy some days, um, but you can check online and they will tell you um, whether or not you're going to have a good view. So don't buy your tickets until you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't buy your tickets until you get there. They're not going to run out of tickets. So That's just good. make sure um, the day you plan to go, wake up that morning, see how the weather looks before you actually go there. I love that idea. So that way you make the most out of it. Yeah, that, yeah. It was so amazing when we were yeah, there. It's beautiful. Oh, gosh. I just want to go back right now. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about um, uh, the, the Christ. And I think the other big piece is sugar loaf. The that, sugar loaf. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. I love the sugar loaf. So the sugar loaf, it's two kind of like big mountains connected by a... What is the name of the thing? Oh, yeah. a um, Like a gondola. Like a gondola. Yeah. Um, every time I go there, I think it's super scary, even though it's super safe. I Again, just have you a feel weird like you're going to fall down. I know. I know. Because it's so up high and it just keeps on going up high. It's the best experience ever. Um, and I just like the shoe. Well, the thing, I, I think the reason why I like the sugar loaf so much is that I actually spent a New Year's Eve there. And the Sugarloaf has this amazing view of Copacabana. And if you guys have like seen anything about New Year's Eve, especially in Rio, they do the amazing fireworks. And it's such a great view of Copacabana. Oh, my God. That sounds like Times Square almost. It's way better than Times Square because you can drink. You have the, the ocean. Night. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and there's also that. Yeah. And it's summer. So you're in night cold in the street. I know. You're not freezing and wearing layers upon layers. Exactly. Ugh. So easy. No yeah. no pressure. <laughs> yeah. But that's also really cool. Um, great views. I would say the experience of going up and the views are the best things about the sugar loaf. And then um, let's talk a little bit about Rio. So, you know, we're, I, if you go, like we, we stayed at a hotel, we hit up the beach, we walk around the city. Um, do you have any recommendations of just navigating the day to day in Rio? Yeah, so I would say definitely stay in the what we call the south zone. Um, that's where, you know, Ipanema Beach is at, Copacabana, all the places that you basically you want to go. Um, and try to stay as close to the beach as possible because that's where you want to go, basically. You know, you want to, like, walk there, kind of, like, mingle with the locals. You want to go to the actual beach with um, which is actually a really cool experience. Um, and then just navigating in Rio, I would say just Uber everywhere. Um, that's way cheaper and just easier than trying to do anything else. We did take the subway, which was a good experience. We did. That was an adventure. <laughs> that was an adventure. We did take the subway because we were there on a weekday and it was a lot of traffic. But the w the place that we were at, going back to our hotel, had a good um, subway system so we did that and how safe is Rio that's an actually good question um, I would say especially compared to American standards it's not safe at all I don't want to say that to discourage people to go and visit but at the same time be aware and keep that in mind it's not a super safe city um, so kind of like major tips would be when you are down there just don't make yourself a target, you know, like don't walk around with flashy jewelry. Don't walk around like holding your phone. If you need to check something, um, go into a store, go into a bar to check your phone, things like that. 
um, if everyone is just walking around minding their own business, don't walk around with your friends like being super loud and like drawing attention to yourself. Like we are the gringos, come at us. <laughs> I'm so glad you were there with me. <laughs> I'm so loud. Um, Melissa's a little loud. <laughs> That's self-awareness, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So just keep that in mind. So street smart. That's totally yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Street smart. And, you know, if you're thinking about going somewhere, maybe you're having doubts for whatever reason, talk to the people at the hotel. They're all locals. They know what's going on. They know where to go, when to go, what to do. Um, and you should be fine. Um, we didn't do this when we were there. But I know um, a lot of my friends, when they go to Rio, there's these more... Um, more rural or low income areas where there there's like the more stacked housing with yeah. a lot of the artwork on the housing. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that? And like, is that something you should do? Or, and if you do it, how's the best way to approach it? Yeah. Um, and what's this called? Do you know? Favelas. The favelas. That's yeah, right. The favelas. Um, it's something that I personally don't like doing. I have never done it just because it's kind of a weird thing for me as a local. It's almost like you're exploring their poverty in a way. Um, but I do know that they do have um, some tours or something. So in a way, you're kind of giving them money in a way. Um, I would say it kind of, they are usually okay to go to, but every now and then there's something going on. So if you really want to do that, again, check with the hotel, see what they say to see whether or not um, it's kind of like safe to go. And then it's kind of up to you. If you feel like going, I think you should. I don't think that's something that you shouldn't do. I'm not opposed. I'm not against. Um, but just be safe. You know, I feel like that's something that, I don't know. Don't get vacation brain. Exactly. I know. Exactly. It's, it's tempting. <laughs> yeah, I know. There is, however, you don't need to go like all the way deep into it with the tours. There's this one place that we didn't go to that they call, it's the stairs of something. And that's where they have all the artwork that I think is really famous. So you can go there, which is basically the entrance point to the favelas. And I have some really cool art. So you can go there. A nice little compromise. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Um, and I remember when we were in Rio and I think we were looking for this for a while. There was like that one dish that we ate. Feijoada. The feijoada. That was good. That was like that an was experience delicious. in itself. Can I you know. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Huge food coma after that. <laughs> I think I needed a nap. <laughs> I know. I think we took a nap after that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So feijoada, it's the most, most, most traditional dish from Rio. Um, it's basically a big pot of black beans and all sort of different um, pork pieces in a way. And then you have that with, um, with rice and pieces of orange and farofa, which is basically like a flour with some condiments. Um, I think we had fried yuca also at that place with the feijoada. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was delicious. And you cannot have feijoada without having some caipirinha with it. Naturally, they go hand in hand. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think the guy, um, we, uh, we got some shots of cachaça also that they brought with it. 
Yeah. That was really good. I remember that. Oh, yeah. that was the best meal. That was, was the best meal. That was so good. It, it, it was truly it was truly an event. <laughs> it was. It was. And we ordered two, and then the first one came, we're like, oh, this is good. And then the second one came, we're like, yeah. oh my god, too we much. We had fruit. to eat all of it. <laughs> we have a nap that we're planned for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely um eat feijoada. You're gonna love it. So good. Awesome. Um, do you need to have that in Rio or can you also get that in Sao Paulo? You can get that in Sao Paulo also, but I would say it's more traditional if you get it in Rio. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Being a local, is there something you think um, tourists miss or overlook? Try to mix very touristy stuff like going to the Christ with some very local stuff. So, for instance, I took you guys to a samba bar, and I feel like not necessarily that's something that every tourist going down to Rio would do. I feel like people usually associate samba with maybe carnival, and that's not true. Like, we have samba all year round, and that's such a specific dance-slash-type of music that we have um, that you should just experience and try to mix um, both things. I think that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. Yeah, you it know? was a really cool bar. It was a ama- yeah, the bar, the music, the people. Like we were joking earlier, but uh, before that we started recording, <laughs> but there was like these people older than us, like gray hair, grandparents, and they're just dancing their tails off, like yeah. killing it, super talented. Yeah, and we're just looking, <laughs> and it was just in such a cool neighborhood. It was like very. Um, it just felt very like uh, preserved in time a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's Lapa neighborhood in Rio. That's a big kind of like bar night area um, area to go to. So definitely if you're in Rio, take one night to go to that area. You're going to find some really cool bars and some really cool music. Cool. Uh, so Camilla, if there's one takeaway that our listeners should get from this podcast, what would that be? absolutely go to Brazil. I feel like every time I tell someone that I am from Brazil, they usually tell me like, oh, Brazil, I'd love to go. So definitely, definitely make those plans to go there. It's a beautiful country, beautiful people, beautiful culture. It's going to be very, very unique um, to everything that you have ever seen and experienced. People are very welcoming. They're very warm. Um, Food is delicious. So just go for it. It's going to be a great experience. I'm so glad you took me. That was just probably one of the best trips I've done. Nice. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you enjoyed it. I loved it. And I hope I hope for you listeners out there, you do consider it. Brazil's incredible. It was an amazing, amazing experience. No, <laughs> it is. It's, it's, great. it's great. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Camilla. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us, Camilla. And for all you listeners out there, please don't forget to like, subscribe, share feedback. Our, our episodes are uploaded every other Wednesday. Our next topic is going to be about Russia with Anya. Stay tuned.